Well, in today's show, we've got news about the individual enrollment for the Disney Performing Arts Workshops registrations being open. Disney Cruise Line increases uh, prices effective for premium dining experiences. Mm. Good Lord have mercy. Yeah. Wine Bar George wins a very special award. It's going to be trivia and so much more all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hello. What, uh, what you doing? What you do this weekend that was Disney? Oh. Let's see. I know one thing that you did. Saturday, we went to Wolfgang. Wolfgang Puck's new bar and, wine, grill. Bar and grill. grill. Yeah, It's great. Saw Sarah and uh, Joseph and Ed. Mm-hmm. All of our new friends over there. Yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. Treat us very nice, as always. And what you had? You had the Red Snapper. I had the Red Snapper. Right. I had the Papadale. Head off, tail off. Head off, tail off. <laughs> uh, Papa, I had the Papadale and meat, Papadale, meatballs. Papadale, yeah. That's... That's very thick papadella. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So then, um, so then my wife, Park Hopper Sid, was not feeling well, so we got her the butternut squash soup. Oh, I tried a little bit of that today. Oh yeah, was it good? Oh, God, mm. I don't know. I if bet it, it was silky smooth. It was. I don't know if it's eleven dollars silky smooth, but it's holy mackerel. It's not the cheapest soup I've ever seen in my entire wow. life. But probably get a Panera's for half of that. Maybe, but if you want quality, it was good. Yeah, I think it was. It might be a little bit less than that. Yeah. It's a nice restaurant. I like the atmosphere and the vibe in there. Too. I do too. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, everybody there is super friendly, mm-hmm. super helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even if you're not us, the management team is always walking around. Yeah, yeah. I mean they. I mean they don't treat us any different than they treat anybody else. I just they just, just stop by more often. We just happen to know some people and we, yeah. we chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we've made friends with the the wait staff there. Uh, and they are awesome, but the, but I watch. They treat everybody awesome there. So yeah. we missed Wolfgang by a few days. Uh, that's terrible. But um, we had a great time. So go check it out, Wolfgang Puck yeah. Bar and Grill. That's yeah. right across the street from the uh, guys' chicken bite, chicken chicken guy, chicken finger. Jeez, oh Pete, chicken finger dude. The line out there is crazy busy. I know, stupid for chicken things, <laughs> but. Uh, and then Sunday, I met uh, our friends uh, Tracy over at uh, Tracy and Matt. Matt wasn't there, but Tracy and Matt over at Magic Your Band. Mm-hmm. I don't have a band with me, uh, but uh, go visit them at Magic Your Band. Uh, they have hundreds and hundreds of uh, different kinds of groovy designs for your Magic Band. You can buy one of theirs, or you can create your own. Right. Put your own name on it, your anniversary, whatever. Uh, and use the coupon code Disney Parks Podcast, all one word, to save ten percent at checkout. So, yeah. uh, Chloe was there, their daughter, and uh, we she's had some, awesome. Yep, had some fun. Then I shot over to meet more friends that are in town. Our friends uh, Kate, Chad, and Keith uh, from the Disneyland. The Disneyland. The Disneyland. They were coming over to see the Disney World. <laughs> did they? Did they? Did they do the Disney World? They did do the Disney World. Uh, Lou Mangiello doesn't do this. That's too bad. <laughs> it's a shame. Uh, yeah, so we were in the Magic Kingdom. It wasn't really bad. It was a, a 
tolerable crowd. Calm before the storm, brother. Well, yeah, it was a party night, so uh, yeah. six o'clock mayhem ensued. Yeah, uh, it was like we were leaving because we had dinner reservations at seven. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get from Magic Kingdom to Citrico's, mm. which is literally just a boat ride across. Usually. But we wanted to go to the Poly and see the decorations there first, maybe grab a new drink at the Tambour Lounge, and then take the monorail over. Yeah. Well, that did not really work as planned. Not because every time you go through the monorail, you have to go through security. Well, that too. Uh, But the monorail line was at a dead stop. First of all, the monorail stopped for whatever reason and wasn't moving. And we were on the little ferry boat. And they actually had a queue line all set up. We were like three ferries out. <laughs> <laughs> were you now? Yeah. It, Stop it. It took us three ferries to get across the water. <laughs> I'm like, I think we should have just gone to the TTC and taken a ferry boat to the TTC and just walked over to the Poly. That probably would have been faster. Probably. You know, because thousands of people can yeah. get on that, not 20. Right. So next time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a good time in the Magic King. Um, they had fast pass, so I was just hanging out, chit chatting, people watching, and things like that. And then the it's the, always fun. Yeah, the mayhem happened at six, and we were gone. Gone. We'd be gone. That's excellent. Uh, yeah. I did not do all that much on f- Sunday. No. No. Nothing. Sick wife. No. Sick wife. We didn't do very much. Sick wife. Sucky life. <laughs> so. Happy wife. Happy life. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so outside of that, I got I got nothing else to add. Uh, one thing we do want to encourage you to, to uh, if you're coming to the Orlando area mm. or uh, you're an Orlando local and you're just trying to discover some new places here, or maybe you're new to the area, uh, we have our sister podcast, uh, the Orlando Like a Local podcast. You can find them over at OrlandoLikeALocal.com as well as Facebook.com slash Orlando Like a Local. You can check their show out and find out all the scoop about what's happening in the non-Disney part of Orlando. We try not to talk about the uh, theme parks all that much, but right. every now and then it slips in. So, uh, so go check them out, OrlandoLikeALocal.com. Yep. And unless you got anything else, guys, it's time to get into... <gasps> The news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Registration is now open for the individual enrollment for the Disney Performing Arts Workshops. Mm -hmm. Are you still looking for that perfect holiday gift, Tony? No. Good. On February 9th and 10th, exclusively at the Disneyland Resort in California, they're opening up their most popular Disney performing arts workshops for individual enrollment. Now, these workshops feature everything from dance technique to technical theater, uh, and they're usually only open to groups of t- 10 or more uh, <laughs> built for these two select days. Any elementary, middle, or high school age performer can jo- you're out, Tony, <laughs> can join the ranks of Disney entertainment professionals with a Disney uh, with the Disney performing arts. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Now, the Disney Performing Arts Workshops are held on Saturday, uh, February 9th. Performers can experience everything from toe-tapping dance classes to the culinary arts through four immersive experiences. Dance technique, tap, intermediate to advanced dancers will tap their way through the Disney Songbook book and receive personalized instruction from a Disney entertainment professional. Medium age, seven. 
dream, design, and do. Creative minds will go behind the scenes of the technical process. Focusing on Disney's spectaculars, students will uncover how skills learned through the arts can be applied to create spectacular entertainment. The minimum age there is 14. Music 201. Uh, the building blocks of score. Beginning musicians will discover the musical melodies that create the world of attraction scoring and learn how music mm. helps create the immersive worlds at Disney parks. Minimum age there is nine. Disney culinary arts. Students will journey into the backstage kitchens and exploration of the senses to discover the secrets of Disney's savory storytelling and the ingredients needed to fulfill culinary career aspirations. Minimum age there is 12. Now, on Sunday, performers can dive deep into the world of soundtracks and all that jazz with four unique workshops. Uh, dance technique jazz. Uh, dancers of all ability level will fossey their way through the Disney songbook. Uh, minimum age there is seven. Uh, music 101, inside the soundtrack of Disneyland. Uh, musical and novices will explore the powerful role music plays on creating the immersive worlds at Disney Parks through artistic sound analysis, a musical scavenger hunt, and a deeper look into the storytelling power of music. Minimum age there is seven. Soundtrack session, vocal. Hmm. Aspiring performers can sight read, God help you, and record vocal music from Disney films in a simulated film scoring studio environment while learning the Disney way to deliver a pitch-perfect performance. Minimum age there is nine. And finally, uh, the technical theater people. Uh, now, this is a premium workshop. Mm. Uh, techies will go behind the scenes to see how it all comes together and learn the creative process from a technical professional at Disneyland Resort. Minimum age there is 14. Now, I know a young Park Hopper Sid would have given her right eye tooth mm. to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Now, do you think they have uh, an ulterior motive Really, are they just training these young people to be future cast members? Oh, I'm sure that that might be <laughs> you know, a portion of it. But yeah. um, just going, hey, wait a minute, maybe. Uh, well, I think that talent. maybe you should hire them because, well, they're going to be so young. We have to try hire them in China. Yeah. But consider- they have a resort there. But considering their. <laughs> There in California, these mm. are probably the children of a lot of the people who are already in the entertainment industry or thinking about getting into it. Mm. This is a this is a foothold in the door, maybe. Yeah. So, which one of these would you do? <laughs> uh, I would I would love to do the uh, the music one, music two hundred one, building blocks mm. of score. Mm. I would also like to do the uh, the culinary arts, yeah. uh, the musical soundtrack of Disneyland, and the mm. technical theater. Go behind the scenes to see how it's all done. Yeah. How about you? Uh, technical, music 101, and the culinary arts. Yeah. Those would be yeah. my top three. I, I don't necessarily want to mess, necessarily make the food, although I wouldn't be against it. I just yeah, like to see I how it's done. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you don't want to see me dance. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I do. Say, no. Maybe I do, you big Maybe lug. Maybe you don't. Oh, come on. All right. If you've ever been on a Disney cruise, and I haven't, uh, Disney's raising the prices as of December 14th. Yay! So here you go. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, Disney Cruise Line uh, is raising the price on their uh, premium experiences, mm -hmm. such as Palo and Remy and Disney's Castaway Key Bahama Swedish Massages. So uh, December 14th on the Disney Magic, December 14th on the Wonder, on the 14th on Disney Dream, and then the 15th, one day later, the fantasy will get whacked. 
So here's the uh, price increase. Palo dinners now uh, forty dollars. Mm, I think it used to be twenty five. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, Palo brunch, a champagne brunch, is now forty dollars. Twenty five. Yeah. Uh, Remy dinner is now a buck and a quarter. Used to be seventy five. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. The Remy champagne brunch is now seventy five. Fifty. The Castaway Key Cabana Swedish Massage is 118 No clue. Yeah. And the Castaway Key uh, Cabana Swedish Massage for two, a couple, is 220 now. <laughs> well, I'll be honest That's with you. That's a little bit cheaper than 118 and 118 Yeah. But. I'll be honest still. with you. Yeah. Uh, we just got off our cruise, mm-hmm. and I spent that on two twenty one thing. Two twenty, mm-hmm. for me, one thing. I'm not going to ask. No, it's just okay. a massage and right. hot stone. All right. uh, it's like two something. Mm-hmm. And I think Sid spent about the same. Wow, wow. We got we got some extra stuff thrown in there, but I mean it's just okay. it's expensive. The, going on a cruise, that is not the smart thing to do to get massages unless you've got the expending uh, expendable money then go for it but you can always get massages cheaper anywhere else but on a cruise but i mean come on dude if you're on castaway key and you're in one of those uh uh cabanas and you're getting mm-hmm. a swedish massage and the breeze is blowing through and the ocean waves are right there mm-hmm. dude doesn't get any better than that mm-hmm. the remy uh brunch impala brunch Totally I, worth it. Yeah. That's totally what worth it. Uh, dinner, again, totally worth it. Paulo is mm. not that much more expensive. Mm. Remy is uh, mm. not that more that much more expensive, and it's it's completely uh, a unique experience that you cannot get anywhere else on the planet. So I would mm. definitely go for it. All right. Cool. All right, John. You know what time it is. It's uh, trivia time. Ding, ding, ding. Time to break forth with a rim of the rhyme. Yep. Uh, what Disney artist, uh, this was last week's question, last week... We asked this, what is a uh, Disney artist that created, uh, credited with animating uh, the first uh, Mickey Mouse? Huh? Uh, of Iwerks? Uh, yeah. That oh, correct. I was even just, I was just kind of throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah. And, so uh, was it Walt? It was not. And uh, Randall is the winner, and it's in the mail, Randall, as we'd like to say. Good job. Uh, here's this week's trivia question. Get your pen, paper okay. on it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody I'm ready? ready? I'm ready. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what voice actor mm. took over mm-hmm. the voice of Mickey Mouse in 2009. I'm going to say, if I had a guess, I'm going to say, um, uh, what, what was Bill the former? What, but no, what was the guy? What was the guy? Kurt Russell. Yeah, very close. Very. It very was the last close. name on Walt's lips. Russell. Mm. Russell. Uh, hey, if you know the answer, that's not Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's not Kurt Russell. <laughs> Email us at DisneyParksPodcast.com uh, with the correct answer, please. <laughs> that's not Kurt Russell, apparently. 
Hey, uh, every Monday night at 7 o'clock, we do a live show just for our Patreons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think with the exception maybe of tonight, accidentally. Uh, and we can go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. What does a Patreon do? Well, a Patreon helps support the show. It helps us keep the show live. It helps pay for hosting uh, and some other stuff that we do along the way. Plus, we do some events that require us to pay uh, some fees up front. That helps us do that. Uh, if you decide to join up and be a Patreon for as little as like a dollar, um, but if you go up to the next scale, which is like $5 a month, you get all sorts of really cool stuff, free shows, free content, uh, video content, and plus whatever uh, level of support you give, we have a pretty stout uh, rewards package there. So go check that out, patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can be part of the cool kids that you can find. Mm. Over in our wall of Patreon fame at DisneyParksPodcast.com. Cool. Uh, Wine Bar George, have you been there? I have. I like it. Excuse me, I like it for the most part. Mm. Water's getting to me. Yeah. Um, I don't go down there that often. I don't either. Yeah. If I go there, I'm usually going probably to Art Smith's or Morimoto mm. or right. somewhere. Uh, but Wine Bar, Wine Bar George has been nominated uh, in USA Today's 10 Best New Restaurants, which technically I get. Right. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a restaurant. So I kind of struggle with this. Right. But according to the National Restaurant Association, the United States is home to more than 1 million mm-hmm. different restaurants with hundreds of new locations opening up each year. USA Today asked a group of food and travel experts to nominate their 20 favorite new restaurants, which opened in the past year. The nominated locations range from chef-driven, fast, casual concepts to high-end dining with a focus on hyper-local and sustainable ingredients. Wine Bar George at Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort is also among the nominees. Hmm. Readers can vote for their favorite uh, once daily until voting ends on um, January 7th at noon, 2019. The 10 winning restaurants will be announced Friday, January 18th of 2019. And good luck to George and all his uh, chefs and wait staff and sommeliers. Yeah. I hope they win. I love Wine Bar George. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I mean, they do they do serve food. Yeah. But I don't necessarily not, see it as a restaurant. Yeah. I wouldn't see it as a restaurant either. And I'm not a... A wine snob or a wine aficionado or a wine connoisseur, you know, I'm more of a beer or cocktail person. So it's probably why I don't go there that much either. I mean, they have beer. They do. They just don't have a lot of it or things that I... They have wine cocktails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Over at Disneyland, uh, PCH Grill at Paradise Pier Hotel is to host an incredible New Year's Eve pate. Is that... Have to tie in with the Incredibles? Yeah. Oh, of course it does. Probably. Uh, Disney's uh, Paradise uh, Pier Hotel will be hosting a family New Year's Eve dinner party featuring the characters from <gasps> Disney Incredibles. Pixar Incredibles 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Exactly. Uh, reservations are now open for the event, which begins with a dinner buffet at PCH Grill. Star with Poozle. I have no idea what that is. Pozel, clam chowder, and fresh homemade salads. The special buffet continues with herb marinated prime rib, roasted turkey breast, fried chicken, salmon concubine, cockaboo, cockaboo, cockaboo. I don't. 
<laughs> and beer bray short ribs plus a tempting selection of sides. Younger guests can dine with petite grill buffet tips, mac and cheese, and build your own pizza. Mm. Following dinner, the fun moves to the Pacific Ballroom where families can woo woo dance the night away and woo woo rub elbows with some of their favorite Pixar characters. So the Lewis guests won't miss out. There'll be a celebratory toast and a bowl drop at 9 p.m. So we're going to trick them into yes. thinking it's midnight. And? <laughs> and again at midnight. Yeah, so the kids can go to sleep. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and the adults can have their own bowl drop and toast. Uh, pozole. Mm-hmm. Pozole. Okay. Is a type of uh, Spanish soup. Ooh. Or Mexican soup. That makes sense. Now. Uh, it means hominy. It's a traditional super stew from Mexico. It's made with hominy. How many? How many? How many? Meat, typically pork, and can be seasoned, garnished with shredded cabbage, chili peppers, onion, garlic, radishes, avocado, salsa, and limes. Mm. And there's your uh, your moment there. Yeah. All right. Great. Walt Disney Studios passes the $7 billion mark in global box office for 2018. <laughs> Seven. Billion in one year, in one 20, year. just twenty eighteen. Seven just billion dollars. Twenty eighteen. Seven. So the, uh, you know, when I read this uh, number, I was like, oh, is that a lot? Uh, here's the question: How much did they spend to get the seven billion? What was the production cost of these movies during the year? Well, it's not just production costs; it's the advertising. The yeah, world. sure, that too. This weekend, the Walt Disney Company Studios passed the $7 billion mark in global box office for 2018. This is the second time that the studio has crossed that threshold, reaching $7.6 billion in 2016. Hmm. <laughs> the domestic total is currently $2.948 billion and may cross the record 2016 total by $3 billion by the end of the year. Because Mary Poppins still has to come out, right? Oh, yeah. Mary Poppins is going to... Win Christmas. Yeah. In my opinion, I've heard it's great. Yeah, I have to. Disney has four out of the top eight releases worldwide, world, worldwide, including the top two, which everyone, say with me now, Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. and the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Disney also has the top three grossing films in the U.S. and Canada with Black Panther, mm-hmm. then Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. and The Incredibles, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So here's the thing, and this is scary. I have not seen The Incredibles 2 yet. Avengers Excuse is, me? I haven't seen The Incredibles 2 yet. Okay. we we got to go. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. It was a great movie. Hey, you just saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, what, a week ago? Uh-huh. Blow me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that came out. I didn't need to come out. That Avengers Infinity War grossed $678 million domestically, U.S. and Canada. Incredibles 2 grossed $608 million. Nice. That's awesome. Disney's held the top spot in both the domestic and global box office annual totals each year since 2015. Other Disney films in the top 10 domestically are Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. At 8. And Solo, A Star Wars Story, mm, ninth. Incredibles 2 at $1.24 billion, was fourth in the worldwide box office, while Ant-Man and the Wasp, $622.7 uh, million, came in eighth. With three weeks to go, 
Disney is still adding to their 2018 totals. Mm. Ralph Breaks the Internet has already reached $260 million It's almost done a billion itself. A quarter of a billion. And is still in theaters while Mary Poppins Returns will be adding to Disney's total beginning December 19th. So you've got uh, Aquaman going up against uh, Mary Poppins. Mary will win. Yeah, and there's one other movie coming out, too. Mm-hmm. Going up against those three, those two. So yeah, hey, what better time to be a Disney movie fan than right now? Oh yeah, sign me up. Yep. All right, I ha- I didn't see this this weekend. I was looking for it. I didn't see it. Uh, but Monorail Line regained its blue delta. So when you look at a monorail, there's the color. Mm-hmm. And just underneath the doors is like this little white area. Mm-hmm. Well, those used to be colors. And now they put the blue back in that little area on the monorail line. Okay. So that being said, uh, they've added, uh, you know, we've had a lot of monorail news. None of it's been good. Yeah. A lot doors of falling off, yeah. uh, people being stuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, so now we get some kind of good news. Yay. About monorails. Uh, Monorail Lime just finished a refurb and emerged from the shop. It was spotted running on the Magic Kingdom Express Line. Uh, How's that newsworthy, you ask? Well, during its refurbishment, Monorail Lime got a brand new spanking paint job with a new color scheme. Yay. Obviously still Lime, but now with the Blue Deltas. Uh, Since the early 2000s, Lime and Coral both sported white Deltas uh, in the photos which we should probably post. Uh, you'll see that the Monroe Lime now has their blue deltas. The old Mark IV uh, uh, Monorail fleet that opened the Magic Kingdom in 1971 consisted only of 10. Lime was not an original color, and none of the trains had deltas back then. Mm-hmm. So now they've they added Lime and Coral as part of the Epcot expansion hmm. uh, when they did that. Now, I ask myself this question. If they're repainting all these, are we really getting new ones? Because why repaint them if we're going to get new ones? I would just let it go. Rust away? Yeah. They still have to get to the new ones. Yeah, but... Perspective. uh, Perception. Anyway. Uh, In 1984, two monorails were added to the fleet. We just said this. uh, uh, They were lime and coral. They were painted with deltas to help distinguish them uh, from the green and orange. Uh, Coral had white deltas, uh, white deltas, while the lime had blue deltas, an homage to the colors the original monorail cast costumes. When the F- Mach 4s came out in That's early six. six in 1990, lime and coral retained these color schemes with the deltas. At some point in early 2000s, the entire fleet was repainted, and monorail lime lost its blue delta, but... Both coral and lime had deltas after this repainting. So, so this is the big deal of the the colors of the delta. Yeah, just because they're paying homage to the yeah. original. The original ones, and, and the whole costumes. I you know I don't know if you've been the whole monorail costumes changed. Now they got these like patches that looks like you know they've been in a war. Right. You know they got all these different things on there. I always want to say, all right, tell me what all those mean. Uh, this is rescuing passengers when the door flew open. This was uh, exactly hanging the door shut when it was falling. This off. is being able to say this spiel in Spanish. 
You mean poor for where I'm going to take it how to do yeah. those portraits? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I get yeah. a, do I get my own? All right. You can get your own patch. Uh, there's a new buddy pass system that allows guests on faster at Toy Story Midway Mania because that's a thing. In Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, in Disneyland. Not here. Buddy Pass. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Has made its way to Toy Story Midway Mania at Disney California Adventure. And if your group is eligible, it could save you a ton of time. The Buddy Pass Mm. system is a separate line for this attraction that helps cast members fill single rows that may not be being used. It's available for parties of one, two, or a small party of two adults and one child. With this option, uh, what this option sorry, with this option, what this option does is put you in a different line and potentially gets you on the ride sooner than waiting for standby. When you walk up to the cast member at the entrance ride, your whole party must be present and able to fit in one row. If you ask about the buddy pass, you will be handed the blue card. They then direct you to a separate line from standby or fast pass. This line was located to the left of the main entrance. Buddy Pass, also occasionally available at Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue, are also uh, located inside Disney California Adventure. It's used in much the same way as Toy Story Midway Mania, where you enter a different line and your small group fills the back row of the ride vehicle. Mm. I like this because they're trying to get as many people on as mm-hmm. humanly possible mm-hmm. without putting somebody on your lap. Correct. And I appreciate that. I do as well. You know. It was funny. We went on Pirates this weekend. There was four of us, and they stuck us in the front row. Four adults. Oof. Let's just say that was a tight squeeze. You got out, hero. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice. So, I... I think most attractions at Disney should have a single rider line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to fill those holes in the attraction vehicles, you know, I'm just saying. I I don't know. I haven't been over to Everest lately. Is they still doing it at Everest? I haven't been there recently either. I think so. I think it's a permanent fixture. All right. Uh, hey, new dining hours over at Sebastian's. Hey. Bistro at the Disney's Caribbean Resort. Uh, Sebastian Bistro Restaurant at Disney's Caribbean uh, Beach Resort, which is brand new, is updating its dining hours. Already. Yep. The new Latin-inspired seafood restaurant will now serve lunch from 12 to 3 and then dinner from 5 to 10. So make sure you consider this when you're booking your next trip. I think they were open from 12 all the way till yeah. dinner time. And now they're giving everybody a two-hour break, I guess. Huh. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Uh, additionally, the resort's uh, pool bar, Banana Cabana, I think is one of the best names of a bar. Absolutely. At Disney. Absolutely. Uh, has also, also altered its hours of service beginning an hour later, now at noon and not at 11. Right. Uh, Sebastian's Bistro will be serving lunch from 12 to 3 and dinner from 5 to 10. So plan accordingly, peoples. Yep. Well, uh, we would like to encourage you to come over to DisneyParksPodcast.com. Check out all of our show archives as well as our blog posts, as well as links to all of our great stuff like our newsletter, as well as our shop, which you can visit, DisneyParksPodcast.com slash 
shop. We have new uh, T-shirt designs that we're putting out virtually every week. We're also working on some other uh, fun goodies. We're still working on that. I, can't, I cannot tell you why we're still working on it, but we're working on it. I can, but I won't. Right. Uh, also, we want to get you to come over to uh, not only Facebook.com slash Disney Parks Podcast, YouTube, Instagram, at Disney Parks Podcast, as well as Disney Podcaster on the Twitter. And my friends, if we do not see you online, we will see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you.